listen up, America. They're not gay. They're fags. God hates fags. Fags burn in hell. Fags die. God laughs. Fags equal AIDS. Fags doom nations. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. My name is Carl. And I'm Holly. And I'd like to welcome you to another exciting, wonderful edition of Colts Coffee and Conversation. How are you, Holly? I'm doing well, Carl. How are you today? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited and also interested in our next group. But, we, of course, we still want to give a little bit more love to our previous group. Okay, yes. Uh, we, very exciting about that. Yes. Uh, we, if you guys didn't notice or hear that we actually had an actual member of that group. Yes, it was uh, the Zendik Farms. Yes, the Zendik Farms. And Helen Zuman was our guest. Yes. And we were able to do a quote-unquote live recording. Yes. And, and we included that in the podcast, and that was a first for Cults Coffee and Conversation. Yes, that was fantastic. It was wonderful. Thank you once again. Okay, before we get in, oh, wait. We must do one thing, our disclaimer. This will be the final time I say this disclaimer because I think we pretty much get the hint. This is for entertainment purposes only. We are regular standard people with regular standard jobs. Well, some of us have a job and some well, of us are good thing. retired. Amen. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we don't hold any degrees in theology, so we just get the information, tell the story, and blow your mind. Okay. Done? Done. Beautiful. Okay. So before we get into our conversation about our... Our new group slash cult. Okay. What are you drinking, Holly? Well, I have a hot caramel macchiato upside down. Just like the group we're pretty much covering. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> and I, of course, what about you? I have a vanilla latte. I decided to keep it boring. I wasn't in the mood for foam or I would have got a cappuccino. We're starting to open up now. Hopefully okay. the drip will allow us to sit in that coffee shop. Not yet. Not yet, because let me tell you something about the Spanish latte, ladies and gentlemen. It is good in a big, huge, oversized mug. Okay? Getting it to go, it just lost its luster. Well, it, you, it has to do with the little fancy the presentation. Cream, creamer, tree, or hard, or whatever it's going to be in that day. That is correct. And also, I'm not paying that large dollar amount to walk out of there. I want to sit. I want to read. You want to get your money's worth. I want to sit. I want to listen to the cheesy music that they're playing. I want to hear the ridiculous conversations that people are having. And I want people to give me dirty looks. I oh, miss Oh, okay. Kind of like what we did when we were doing our podcast that one time. Yes. And it was fantastic. And I loved it. it was, <laughs> okay. It was incredible. All righty. Okay. What is this new group? Okay. This group. I'm going to give you a hint. They went from a church to a cult. To a hate group. Ooh. Are you ready? I am ready. The Westboro Baptist Church. Ooh, baby. That gives you the chills. Is when that you the say one it. in Topeka, Kansas? That is the exact one in Topeka, Kansas. We are gonna break this this group down like we normally do, but there's a lot because they are still active. Seventy members, I believe, total still. So I'm not sure. I believe the last census that uh, was taken is that there was about seventy of them. But we're gonna really break this down in detail, and we're gonna discuss. And you know, there's 
could be some very interesting conversation to come out of this. Okay, let's this is something different. I think we're, we can agree to this as something different than we normally do because the majority of people we've covered are no longer in existence for the most part. Or the groups are gone. Or the groups are gone. Mm-hmm. or think This one's still active, so... You know, we might actually crack a code or two. That would be great. That would be fantastic. All right, so you ready to get into it? I am ready, Carl. Okay, Westboro Baptist Church, the WBC. Okay, we're going to talk about their original leader. Okay, his name is Fred Waldron Phelps. Let's kind of get into it a little bit, a little overview here, and we'll kind of break it down. He was a pastor and a civil rights leader and attorney. That's interesting. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, known for his extreme views on homosexuality, military veterans, and disaster victims. Now, he also protests at their funerals. They believe that they were killed as a result of God punishing the United States for having a bankrupt values and a tolerance for homosexuals. That's the overview. That's just the... Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> To say the least, and that's a that, it's a big iceberg. Okay, so let's uh, get a little more detail into Mr. Uh, Mr. Phelps. Now, he was born November 13th in 1929 in Meridian, Mississippi. Now, his father, he was a railroad police officer, and he was a devout Methodist. His mother was a homemaker. When he was six years old, five or six, somewhere in there, uh, his mother dies of esophageal cancer at uh, at 28 years old so his mom passed away when he was very 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 young fred distinguished himself uh, scholastically he's very bright he is not dumb by any stretch of the imagination he was an eagle scout he was a member of phi kappa now he was a president of the young people's department of central united methodist church Ooh, that's a mouthful shorten it up people he was also honored as the best drilled I guess you want to say soldier in the Mississippi Junior State Guard. Okay. Um, he graduated at high school at 16. Now, he was the sixth best overall student out of 213. Not bad. He was the class orator at his commencement. Very good. Very nice. And received uh, an appointment via West Point. So that's a good thing because they don't hand those out all willy-nilly. Uh, but after attending a tent revival, he decided to pursue a religious calling instead. Hmm. Okay, so he he attended a tent revival. Yes. And he pursued a religious calling. Yes. In 1947, at the age of 17, he was ordained as a Southern Baptist minister. Okay, so I'm assuming that the tent revival was a Baptist tent revival. I've been to several of those in my past. Uh-huh. I'm thinking he might have gotten saved. Okay. Because, um, you know, he was a Methodist and a yes. Christian. Mm-hmm. But evidently, this was another step into being a little more fundamental. Yes. I would probably say yes. He moved to Cleveland, Tennessee. Sorry, Ohio. You missed that street. <laughs> To attend uh, Bob Jones College, which is now known as Bob Jones University. Okay, now Bob Jones University is something you've never heard of. Never heard of it. What is it? Well, it is a bastion of independent fundamental Baptist colleges and universities. It's still current today. Bastion? A bastion, yes. Ooh, A lot of these guys that were in our other podcast my life as a baptist ah yes went to bob jones university of course it became a university later on right 
There's many independent fundamental Baptists out of Bob Jones University. Now, their main thing, interestingly enough, they were very strict on the rules and they were very segregated. In fact, they didn't allow black people in their college well, at all. Baptist. I mean. Well, there's different parts. Yeah, there's of different Baptist. parts of Baptist, but I'm talking just rules in general. It's pretty much like rules over everything. We used to tease when we had we were in other colleges that Bob Jones University had pink sidewalks for the girls to to be on and blue sidewalks for the boys. No way! That's oh, a, yeah. that's funny. That's actually that's pretty true, funny. That's actually funny though. But they were very very strict. Mm. Okay, so he ended up uh, dropping out of there. Yes, well, but uh, there's a side note we must discuss though, which uh, we feel that maybe could crack a code. This is a code cracking possibility. <laughs> okay. Okay. He had issues with his father, to oh, say the least. Okay. Okay. Now, according to the research we've done, now he refused to go to the appointment through West Point because his father, I guess, worked really hard to obtain that. Now, I don't know what's true or what's not true. My opinion. Just in general, if you get an appointment with West Point and you know you're not getting in, you still go anyway. Sorry. No, what it is, the appointment wasn't like our appointment is to just talk about it. The appointment is they actually picked him. He was appointed to go to that college. He already had entrance in. Makes his decision even worse. Yes, of course. Because we're talking West Point or maybe not. See, the whole thing is is that when we're talking about this, my lovely, wonderful, our lovely, wonderful Coltonites, is that we know what this person had become. So when you're reading this and you're like, this is stupid, this is this, why would you do this? Because part of it is because we know the end game of yes. it all. We have to separate our emotions away from the end game because this guy is a treasure trove of, of just, oh, of wonderful, wonderful human beingness. That's not a word, but I made it up. But... You know, we have to kind of understand, you know, prior to... Of course, to you said that sarcastically. Of course I said that okay. sarcastically. I'm a sarcastic man. Come on. <laughs> okay. But we're just so just kind of get people's in, in mindset of okay. what we're talking about. Now, of course, he abandoned his Methodist faith because well, we already assumed he's Southern, Southern, Southern Baptist. Baptist at so this point. At this in, point. Yes, they didn't have independent fundamental Baptist group yet. No, they did not. And then, of course, his father remarried to a divorcee. Now, he was raised by his aunt... Yes. During the time of his mother's death to the marriage of the divorcee. He had a massive issue with this. So I guess he also disowned his sister as well, probably because we're just assuming that uh, she just went along with it. Okay, yeah. And you're like, how could... How, let's go deep into this hate. Well, first off, yes. um, they're Methodist. They're Methodist. Okay, so the his father, his sister, and probably the new wife was Methodist. And they had their... Whatever their beliefs are. Right. Obviously divorced. We don't know what kind of situation that woman was in. Doesn't right. really matter. Doesn't matter because obviously to him, he felt that was the cutoff. What happened? That well, the hatred uh, towards his own family. Look how deep this is. He never spoke to them again. So he's seventeen years old at this time. He returned all of their letters that they wrote to him and his family, birthday cards to him and his family, and Christmas gifts to his kids unopened. Returned them all. So that's a that's a deep shunning. That's some deep. Yeah, I'm um, just interesting to to that's like sounds like a turning point of hate. So what he goes to a tent revival, right? He gets saved. We're assuming, right? And from there, all of a sudden, 
he he dis- he he doesn't go to his uh, to the West Point. Nope. He says I'm going to be a full time minister. Right. Okay. Right. Now he hates his family for right. something that he's not responsible for. If his father d- marries a divorced person, well, how does that reflect on him? No, it shouldn't. No. Okay, and so that means he's he's divorcing them right and that means everybody on that side of the family and not allowing them to know his family right so yeah that hatred somehow that's deep it's it's kind of interesting that is is it instead of he getting saved and with the love of christ he somehow puts on this this yoke of hatred right well, I mean, because we call it uh, hate your mother Baptist. It's kind of <laughs> like hate your father Baptist. Right. And the thing, too, is, is that w- when you p- put it to that to that thing, because he is so much against divorce. I, and there's probably a bigger story behind this. But of course, we'll never know. But, you know, it just. Yeah. How can you be a, 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 a leader in a Southern Baptist, whatever? To the point where you don't even you shun your own father. Well, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty. De- I'm just like I said once again. I'm using the word multiple times over, but it's deep. It's a deep thing, and yet you're going to supposed to be a spiritual shepherd. No, I think it, he might have used it as a badge. Ah, possibility. Uh, you know what? Nothing is shocks. Nothing really. Nothing really shocks me anymore when it comes to covering these groups. But yeah, this one's yeah, this one's a. This one's a pretty dark one. Okay, so in 1948, he drops out of Bob Jones College, I'm shocked, and moves to, of course, California. Woo! And becomes a street preacher. Where does he become a street preacher? Pasadena. Good old L.A. County. Perfect. And he ends up attending John Muir College. Now, John Muir College was not a religious college. No. It is not. Now, everything was going well, allegedly, until June 11th, 1951, Time Magazine ran a story about him. Now, I did not read it, but I do have, you know, the synopsis of the article. Now, the article was covering uh, how he was lecturing fellow students about sins committed on campus and by the students and the teachers, the faculty. Okay. Okay? This is the list that he was saying was happening uh, on the campus, promiscuous petting, evil language, profanity, cheating, teachers using filthy jokes in the classroom, and, of course, my favorite, how he put it, it's so 1940s, pandering to the lust of the flesh. Well, that is a term that is used in the Bible, lust of the flesh. Yeah, but the word pandering is just like, who really does pandering anymore? Oh, but. yeah, there's sad words out there now. Oh, again, probably, yeah, but that's so 40s to me. Anyway, now the college ordered him to stop s- stop doing what he was doing, citing a California law that forbade teaching religion on any public campus. So what does he do? He does what no, almost everybody we've <laughs> talked about, they just Move across the street. I'm thinking that he was very aggressive in his list you and think? In putting that into people's face. I mean, honestly, college, it, just people in general, society, this list is going to happen no matter where you go. Yeah. And yes, exactly. So, you know, no one's perfect. Except him. Of course. All right, so in uh, October of 1951, he meets his wife. Now, his wife's name is Margie Mary Sims. 
rolls right off the tongue. Very nice. <laughs> they got married in May of 1952. Now, in 1954, he packs up his pregnant wife and newborn child to Topeka, Kansas, to serve as an associate pastor at Eastside Baptist Church. Oh, okay. Eastside Baptist Church sounds like a nice little church in Topeka, Kansas. It does. Then in 1955, the church leadership opened up Westboro Baptist Church and became the lead pastor there. So this is where we're going to stop for now. We are, like I said, we're doing this a little bit different because there's so much to cover. I just wanted to get to the point, well, we wanted to get to the point where, okay, we've done the background. We've kind of set it up on who he is personality-wise. And now he, the purpose and the main reason he went to Kansas in the first place, and now he's officially established as the leader of the Westboro Baptist Church. And we're just going to stop there for now. Okay. All righty. So, sorry guys, it's not so exciting as you once think, but still, got to paint a picture, paint a picture. Right, is there anything else you need to add, Holly? I think that's it for right now. All righty, okay. Well, on that note, guys, we just want to say thank you for uh, supporting us. Uh, thank you for leaving us the feedback that you do do. How can they get in touch with us, Carl? Okay, well, let's see. <laughs> we can, uh, you can email us at cultscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. That's right, and then we also do have our uh, Instagram, which is uh, Colts Coffee, Coffee Convo. And then we also do have our... Twitter. Our Twitter, it's yes. It's Coffee, Coffee Con, Con 1. And the, I'm blanking out. And then, of course, we do have our uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook page of Colts Coffee Conversation. Yes. Uh, and then we also have the audio one as well. Yes, you take your smartphone, record a voice memo, and send it off to cultscoffeeconvo at gmail.com. Beautiful. Can't tell me I'm not rusty. <laughs> 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 do not edit this out. It's too good. All righty. And on that note, Holly, good night. Good night, Carl. <laughs>